Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion email edition for June 19th. I had to stop and think of the date real quick. June 19th, 2007. We're going to uh, cover, we've got quite a few emails today to cover, so we're just going to get ahead and jump right in. Who would like to start? I'll go first. I have an email from Elizabeth in Spokane, Washington. Hi, everyone. I'm planning a trip for next May. Well, at this stage, more just looking forward to the trip and thought we'd like to go to the beach. On our last two trips, we've intended to do this, but never seem to follow through. We visit Florida every year and half. Excuse me. We visit Florida every year and a half and stay nine or ten days, so lack of time isn't an issue. Part of the problem is we don't have a specific destination in mind. So here's where you can help. For a day trip, what beach town do you recommend? Is the Gulf Coast or Atlantic better? It's just me and my husband, and we would enjoy a quiet place that we could just lounge on the beach for a bit, then maybe wander around town, sightseeing, have a nice dinner, and then head home. Um, Elizabeth, we just had a discussion about this before this part of the podcast started, and I think we got a different idea from everybody. Because Central Florida is located in the center of the state, uh, it's about an hour to either coast. If you're looking for waves and a more typical beach scene, you'd probably want to... Are you sure that Central Florida is located in the central of the state? Yeah. In the center what, of the state? He's what, like, Central Florida, in the center of the state. Where do you get your information <laughs> I had to get you. I'm sorry. You always pick on Bob. <laughs> Kevin, where is this information coming from? I see this imaginary target now on Julie. <laughs> Wait till she slips up. I'm loading the guns now. Are you sure? Elizabeth, Sorry. just listen to me. <laughs> You're an hour to either coast. Though East Coast is going to offer waves and more of the typical beach town. If you're looking for something quiet and it's just you and your husband, you might enjoy the West Coast. Clearwater, uh, that area around there, St. John's Pass. Uh, the problem is, or it's not a problem, the difference is the Gulf Coast offers no waves. It's more of a lake-like experience. But it's yeah. more, it's beautiful. It's but, much prettier. You know, if you have a family, you don't have to worry about a riptide. As, uh, well, these people are there. just two adults, no family. Oh, okay. Don't worry about the kids then. <laughs> are you all done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, just, we just started. He doesn't like this dose of no, his own medicine, doesn't. does he? Go wherever you want, Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, if you were, if I my favorite would be to go to New Smyrna Beach. It's now about an hour northeast of uh, Disney. You can drive your car right out on the beach. Bring everything you want with you. Put your butt right on the sand next to your car, and it's a great little town. There's some nice restaurants over there. It's a real white sand beach. The other thing is the sand uh, tapers off into the ocean. There's not a drop. Uh, Cocoa Beach, Melbourne Beach, that kind of thing. They're probably the closest beaches to Disney World, but they do have a drop-off. You go out a couple of feet, and there's a, a big drop. Again, as Bob mentioned, another problem that we have with uh, the beaches in the summertime here in Florida is riptides, and riptides are a very dangerous thing. They will announce on the beach that there are riptides, and I'm not going to go into the whole description of what they are, but they're very, very dangerous, and they're under. You can't see them. They're currents under the water, and they're created by breaks and sandbars off the coast. But they can pull you out very quickly, and it's very, very difficult to get away from them. Uh, they the, save like 500 the, people. The trick is to, the to swim parallel to the shore if you find yourself caught in one. Right. So. The problem is that most people panic yeah. and try and beat it. And apparently it's very, very difficult. There was another death this weekend from riptides all along the that's coast. Like, that's like turning into the skid. It just doesn't make any sense. 
So right. in parallel to the but shoreline. that's that's one of the reasons I I love Clearwater over going on the East Coast because it is a little calmer over there. And okay, Bob, she can go to Clearwater. Let's send her to Clearwater. Okay. Elizabeth, go to Clearwater. Mm. We were talking about if you want to. What I feel is like um, a Florida beach experience. I like Daytona. It's kind of got that energy. It's got the different stores. It's got a the shopping. trashy. It's yeah. a beach town. It's kind yeah. of like what you think you're going to enjoy at, at at the shore. In yeah. Florida, so it's a, a the West Coast is a little quieter, a little more upscale. If so you do, if you do end up going to Coco, I mean, you, you can see the Disney Cruise Line if it's parked there, which is always a fun. Especially thing if to you do. go to uh, Jetty Park, yeah. And if you do go to Coco Beach, I would go to either Jetty Park. You pay five dollars, and it's um, it's it's a, it's quieter, and it's right next to Ron John Surf Shop, or no, Ron John, Ron John Hotel. Hotel, yeah. Or you can go down to Ron John Surf Shop, which is a little bit down A one A, and yeah. and that's that's a real they have you know little outside bar and stuff like that. That's open twenty four seven three sixty five too. Ron John's yeah. never closes. Yeah. So, Need a swimsuit at midnight? Come on down. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> have you are bored signing up for interviews for Bob Barker? No. <laughs> Replacement? All right. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, and thank you, Kevin, for reading that. And uh, just a reminder to everyone when we read your. Email on the show, you automatically get your own Diz Unplugged t-shirt. Ms. Julie will get in touch with you to get your t-shirt. And also, at the end of the month, we take uh, everyone whose emails we've read on the show, and we pick one name at random, and that person gets to select from one of 30 prizes that we have in little envelopes here in our studio, and some really cool prizes in there. So Go ahead and send your emails to podcast at wdwinfo.com if you have any questions, anything you'd like to ask us, or anything you just want to tell us. And you can also go to our podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and fill out the form that's on the page there. So We're getting close to another one of those prize giveaways, aren't we? Yes, we are, the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Whatever our last show this month is, we'll give away another prize. So, Who would like to go next? I will. I have one. It's an interesting one. It's uh, from Melissa, and she has a transportation question for her August trip. She says, hi, all. Our family is going to Walt Disney World this summer, and we're staying at Port Orleans French Quarter. We have been debating using Magical Express or getting a rental car. Currently, we have a midsize booked for the trip. Our dilemma is that we don't really need the rental car. We plan on visiting only the Disney parks. We don't need to stop at the grocery store, and we are not planning on shopping or eating off-site. We're planning on spending a lot of money. Uh, the only reason we need a car is to attend Mass on Sunday. We are planning on attending Mary, Queen of the Universe Shrine off of Vineland. So the question is, should we use Magical Express and use a cab to go to Mass or should we really benefit that much more in keeping the rental car? Bob will pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> On the cart. On the cart. We'll do cart cam. Send Bob to Mary, Queen of the Universe Shrine. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> Don't give me any ideas like that. Oh, God. What have I done? Uh, See Bob trying to drive into the confessional. So the question I'd, I'd, I'd ask Melissa is, how? What day of the week is she coming in? If she's staying coming in on a like Saturday and Sunday's the day, I'd keep the I'd do the rental car for the day and then go to mass either Saturday night or or Sunday, 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, if you if you're not going to use the rental car for anything else, if that's the only yeah. thing you want the rental car for, I don't see what 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 the point is of going through the hassle of, of renting one, getting it, driving Paying to the resort. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say take the cab. If, if if you're really sure you don't want to see anything else, and I mean that's, I, I know for me a lot of times before I moved down here when I'd come down on vacation, you know, I'd say I'm not leaving Disney property, and then want to, and wish I'd had the car. Now, if you're like that, you might want to have a car handy. Yeah. But if you're not, if you know that you're just going to spend your time on Disney property, and the only point, the only point of getting a rental car is to go to Mass on Sunday, I take a cab. Yeah. Here's here's the trick though. You're going to be at the Mary Queen of the Universe Shrine, which is right next to the outlets. So you may be tempted to go shopping. That's true too. So you got to got to build all that into it do you think you're really going to just go there and t- come back then absolutely just those gonna, premium yeah. outlets are pretty tempting. tempting but if if she's only going over to to go to the uh to services on sunday then i would do the magical express and then have a have them hail a cab for you at the the front of port Orleans french quarter and take the cab over and arrange to ha- be picked up at a certain time afterwards that would be your cheapest way out. Yeah, if you're sure about your plans, go ahead and take Magical Express. If you're not, if you think you might, then, uh, then I would say have the rental car. I like the freedom of the rental car, personally. I like being able to pick up and go at the last minute. It's vacation. Yeah. I don't want to have to plan every detail, every minute of my vacation out that far in advance. The good news about rental cars is you, there's no charge up until you actually pick up the car. Right. You don't have to leave a deposit or even call back and cancel. If you right. don't pick up the car, they just let the reservation drop out. So she's not under any financial obligation until she actually has to decide. I mean, the other thing, well, uh, I was going to say she could take the car from the airport and then drop, do like a drop-off. There's certain drop-off points around Walt Disney World, depending on the... Uh, different car companies. I kind of see, see what you started to say too, Bob, was if she's coming in on a Saturday mm-hmm. morning, keep the car for two days. Right. Use it the first day. Use it to go to service. Then drop it off at the return spot, which is now Alamo or something. Yeah, or Enterprise or, Enterprise. or something. But do the drop off on Sunday after she goes to church and rent the car and then do Magical Express on the way back. Mm-hmm. Don't they still offer services on Disney property also? No. Only for holidays, Christmas they do. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they, they still did. They used to. They yeah. used to, but they they cut that out. It's only I think. Don't don't send emails. It's Easter and Christmas, I believe, are the only two that they do the over at the Contemporary. You can go to church at the Loop. You can. No, they yeah. have it at the Regal <laughs> Cinemas every Sunday. Wow! Every Saturday they put those signs in the ground. <laughs> Come worship at the Loop at the cinemas. <laughs> Come worship at the Regal Cinemas. <laughs> Jesus and popcorn. It cracks us up. Hmm. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, thank you, Melissa, for your your email. Thank you, Bob. Uh, I've got one here from Scott in Plano, Texas, who says he enjoys the podcast each week. And that he was listening to the show and found himself humming our intro music. Oh, Lord. That's bad. And wants to know what the origin of the music is. Is it original or is it a song he should know? Um, no, it's not a song you should know. That is actually a piece of uh, uh, royalty-free music. Got to be careful with that stuff. Uh, the music you put in some of these things, you get yourself in trouble if you're not 
you don't have the rights to play what you're playing. But uh, no, that just comes off of a um, of a CD that I picked up last year. We were out at the podcast convention, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's um, royalty free music specifically for podcasters, and I picked it up at a convention. Oh, I didn't know last you got year. it off of that CD. Yeah. Oh, cool. Actually, I've used that CD a lot. Hmm. That has a lot of good stuff on it. So for royalty free music, which royalty free is, is is interesting, you can hear some, you can get some pretty decent stuff. But there's a lot of garbage out there too, and you got to really sort through it. But and just because it's royalty free doesn't mean it's actually free free. You hmm. do have to pay a license fee. But once you pay the license fee for it, sometimes it's ten dollars, sometimes it's three hundred dollars, depending on on the piece. But once you pay for it, it's yours. You can use it as many times as you want, wherever you want. So, is there more to that song, or is that little snippet all there? Uh, is? A, it's a one minute. I believe it's a one minute uh, music piece. I use about thirty seconds, the first thirty seconds of it for the intro, and the last thirty seconds of it for the exit. Is it yeah. all instrumental? Yes. Mm-hmm. We should have our listeners Breaks write out into lyrics. A rap. Have <laughs> listeners write lyrics? Yeah, we should do like an American Idol contest. Listen to the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> oh, there was motions that went along. There was that. actually a little dance going on there. Oh my god! <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I won't. That's funny. But seriously, yeah, we should do like American Idol and have them write lyrics, and then you'll sing it. You'll no, sing the winning song. Corey's going to sing it. Apparently, no, you're going to sing the winning song. I'm going to rap it. I'm just happy did, he's listening. You well. just did Flock of Seagulls. You just sang Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> Maybe we should all do it. We all go around. We each have a little piece. Yeah. Okay. You like Corey says, listen to his unplug. I can say because you might get a free mug. Can we put the whole piece? <laughs> What's that, Bob? Can we put the whole piece up so we can hear it all together? I'll yeah, I'll throw it in at the end of the uh, email show. Cool. I'll do the. I'm happy he's listening long enough and often enough that he can hum the music. Yeah. Well, I, I've got to edit the show, so I get to hear the music over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it does, you know, sometimes makes you want to. You know, I don't know. Kill your, neighbor. yeah. kill your neighbors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to it enough. You just want to, you know. Humming wasn't the first thing that came to his mind. Well, that's a, you know that's how it gets when you're when you're editing anything. You you end up listening or watching it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I said, you know, with your with your card cam, I was seeing things I just was disturbing to me. <laughs> it was so very when I used to do a video for. Uh, the TV show that I did, I once had the 1812 Overture in my... That Bob was, was one of the original Golden Girls. Well, I, I was doing some video to, to correspond to that, and it's like I was playing it on the way to work, on the way back from work, and it was just like in my head forever. You were the original Rosen Island, weren't you? All these jokes are going well. Re- Thank my head. you for being a friend. What I really like is he, <laughs> is he picked music from the year he was born. No, I picked music, and here's my here's my zing for uh, Regina. I picked music from the year Regina was born. Oh, no. Oh, oh she's not here to defend herself. No, she's, not. she's not here to defend herself. I had she to get back at, snap your spine. I, I understand that, but <laughs> I had to get back at her on the boxer thing. Hmm. The boxes. She, she snapped your spine. <laughs> oh, Okay. All right, who's got the next email? I have an email from uh, Sarah Valencia in Overland Park, Kansas. She actually wrote that she she listened to the podcast for eight hours straight one day. Wow. You know, her ears are bleeding. God bless her. <laughs> the same one? 
<laughs> over and over again. She needs a hobby. She, um, she has a question regarding Fort Wilderness Campground. Um, my question more specifically is about the campsites, not the cabins. I've never really been a big fan of camping out in tents, even though the rest of my family is. I made a compromise and told them that I, I would if it was possible at Fort Wilderness. My questions are, can you camp out in tents there? Yes, you can. Uh, can you rent a tent, or do you need to bring them from home? You can rent a tent, but they are limited. They're very limited, so you got to get them in advance. Is there a place to store your valuables throughout the day, or do you really need to have a camper to keep things in? They do have small and large safety deposit boxes located at the uh, the main office, or you can just you can park your car right next to your tent and keep your valuables in your trunk if you feel safe doing that. I do the deposit box. Yeah, for the big for the, for the small the things, expensive yeah. things. I'd put them in a. a Deposit box. I get a hotel room. (laughs) Just gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, I'll stay in the hotel with the stuff. (laughs) But at least camping out at Disney is not like camping out in the middle of the world. Camping out is camping out. My idea of camping is when room service closes. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting on this email, Corey. I actually am working with a a person that is actually bringing a, a, a troop. Uh, Boy Scout troop down here, uh, end of June, going into July, and they they haven't they drop shipping all their uh, tents and supplies that they need, and they they have a Sam's Club that they've already placed their order where they go over and and do all their um, get all their food and it's it'll be ready for them just to pick up, hmm. and they've also arranged with Disney to do some uh, merit badges. Different merit badges. One of them that they were talking about is something uh, they're going over to Space Mountain, and they're doing a Space Mountain adventure uh, early in the morning. And they do the ride in the dock. They do the ride with the lights on. And it, it has something to do with... Um, what does this have to do with this lady, though? They're camping. They're camping. They're camping at Fort Wilderness. I think the interesting thing from that is that Disney's going to let them do special stuff and get special merit badges. That's really cool. Right. They have a whole. She sent me the whole plan for the the whole week that they're there, and I thought it was really interesting. So I may be going over to with Cot Camp. Maybe they'll make a button for Sarah that says "My first camp out." Yeah. Oh, Sarah, <laughs> I did forget to mention that to rent a tent, it is thirty dollars a day plus tax. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Wait, I don't know if it's $30 a day. I think it's $30. Plus, I don't know. It's $30 plus tax. For something. I don't think it's a day. I, I, I don't know. Because they're charging you for the campsite per day. Yeah. I don't know. I, want, I like to rent a tent for a year. $30. I have one. <laughs> All right, Julie. It's a $7,000 deposit. <laughs> 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 Mine's from Lori uh, from New Orleans, Louisiana. Holla. She says, hey, guys, and Julie. <laughs> Where does it say that? No, I'm giving her a holla. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> now, is that some kind of, like, it's bayou thing? It's, bayou it's an home. Ellen thing. We've learned oh. so much about Julie this past week. No. I was giving her a shout out. So, hi, guys, and Julie. After talking to some friends who are cast members, my husband wants to go to the karaoke bar at the Swan. I am not a fan of that pastime, but would go there if there was something to make it worthwhile. I like sushi, and who doesn't like a good cocktail? Alcohol. <laughs> but are those good enough? Of, are those of good enough quality to make up for the bad renditions of '70s torch songs that I'd have to endure? Just wondered if anyone's been and can add input. 
Um, actually, Corey and I were there together last week, and then we were also there with Bob at a later date. We Thank went you. twice. Um, that should get you a merit badge. <laughs> <laughs> I survived karaoke with Bob. <laughs> Luckily, there was no singing. But um, the sushi is absolutely wonderful there. Corey and I both enjoy it. Bob did, too. He ate yeah. tons. Um, the miso soup is great. Their cocktails are really good. So if you could put up with the songs long enough, I think you'd have a really good time. I mean, who doesn't like to go and make fun of karaoke singers? Yeah, that is funny. Maybe not to their face, but... <laughs> and that sushi was really... No, I was brought up right. I do it behind their back. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I just wanted to say this. When we were in there that night, there were three young girls, probably high school kids, that kept on and on singing, and they were from New Orleans. And they were horrible. So I thought it was really neat. Oh, did I say that out loud? So hey, at least they got up and sang. They, yeah, but they were horrible. How does the how does the price of the sushi there compare to other places you've been? You know, it's it's a little bit more, but not that much more. Yeah, not, it's not a, a huge increase yeah. at all. I wish I had the menu in front of me. I I, I want to say like the your most expensive roll is thirteen dollars, and that's like for um, soft shell crab roll or something. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't but also bad. they don't, you know, they aren't just you know '70s torch songs. There were a lot of relatively new songs that were being sung as well. It was more like background music to me. Yeah, it, they don't play it really loud, which is a good thing. So I, you know, well, I know Kimonos is remarkably have, popular with a lot of people. On go the and have fun with your husband. And if you're there before nine thirty, then you won't see karaoke or hear karaoke. They don't That's start until tip. about nine thirty. Yeah, good. But the Thanks. sushi is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Morton. I have one to read. John? I have one from Richard Bernardo in Sayville, New York. Uh, I've been trying to get some information together about the various tours that Walt Disney World offers, such as the Sunrise Safari and the one that goes underground at the Magic Kingdom. Um, he actually wanted us to dedicate a whole podcast to this, but I don't think we really need to. I know many of us have been on these, and I think we can probably give each give a, a short synopsis of our experience on those tours and what we thought about them. I've done Keys of the Kingdom twice, and it's a great tour. It's a lot of fun. It's the one where you actually go underground in the Magic Kingdom. You go in the Utilidors, and you get a, a backstage view of a lot of the stuff at Disney, the recycling and things like that. Um, there is a lot of walking. If you go in the summer, it's going to be very hot, and it's kind of nonstop. You're going, going, going. You're walking, walking, walking. And the big bang at the end is you're in the Utilidors. So if you're hoping to just see that, that's kind of the carrot at the end of the stick. Um, but it's a great tour. I suggest anybody do it. We anybody do it. We got a um, pin for doing it, little gold key, and you give, they give you lunch during the day to sort of break up the day. But it was great fun. It is. It's it's a good tour. We didn't have a very good tour guide the time we did it. Mm-hmm. She kept making up words. <laughs> She told us all the. <laughs> she told us the some of the characters that Walt based his characters on were fictional, and I kept saying to her, "They're either fictional or fictitious. They can't be fictional." <laughs> she also came up with a lot of misinformation, and being the Disney geeks that we are, we knew it. She, so I enjoyed it, but we didn't have a very good tour guide. Bob and I took a tour called behind the um, behind the scenes tour. And after taking the Keys to the Kingdom tour, I was a little hesitant to do this. As a matter of fact, you all had to twist my arm to go. I expected, because you go to three different theme parks, I expected this to be exhausting. Mm. After the, the, the shorter Keys to the Kingdom tour, I really expected 
to not like this. Plus, we did it in the dead of summer. The most amazing thing was you board a air-conditioned motor coach and are driven from site to site. Well, you do get off the, the bus and walk around. It was very easy. They had uh, chilled ice water on the bus, and it included lunch. And we got to see some absolutely amazing things. Yeah. This is a $200 tour, but it, it's pretty much if you have elbows, you get a discount. It, it's There's a discount for <laughs> everything. There's a AAA discount. There's annual a, pass. Annual pass holder discount. There's a DVC discount. There's a discount for everything. If you pay full price, you're just like doing it wrong. Um but you get to go into the costume area and see where they make the actual costumes. One of the things that we got to do is we got to feel the material that they, um, Mickey's black velvet material the, that his head is made out of. Mm. So it was just wonderful. We got to see the, where the Christmas, ex, uh, the Christmas stuff is stored. And we did this, I think it was either in June or July. Yeah. And they were already working on next year's uh, Christmas or um decorations they work all year we went through the gift wrapping room went to the florist thing too we went to the florist thing it was pretty spectacular we got to go through the animatronics room where the people the guys who um work on the animatronic the animatronics and they actually let you work one of the rudimentary animatronics so you get to make one of the birds from the tiki birds work by pressing the buttons we also saw the uh how they do the show at the America Pavilion. Right. You get to see the, all the, the mechanics the underground. The mechanics. And that's that's quite a thing is to see all that and all the, the sets that fly in and fly out and then pop up. They, they're on all hydraulic stuff. And that's that's worth it, too. Um, and then we went to MGM and we had lunch at uh, Mama Melrose. And lunch is not served off menu. It's uh, what they do is they bring out. They have four. Right. Three or four entrees, yeah. and they bring them out and serve family it style. Was a huge amount of food. And then for every four or five people, they set down a tray of desserts of every kind of dessert they serve. So lunch was a feast. Yeah, that was that was real good. And our, our, our tour guide was. Oh, we got to see the place where they make all the ride vehicles. Hmm. Yep. So it was really. I was fascinated by the whole thing, and I found it really worth the money. So you had come back. You said you thought that was better than Keys to the Kingdom. I thought that was a much better than Keys to the Kingdom. Yeah. Now, well, we didn't get to see the Utilidors. We did get to see the backstage areas at the Magic Kingdom, and you get prime viewing for one of the, whatever uh, the three o'clock parade is at the time you go. What time is it? The three o'clock parade. <laughs> it starts at about quarter to four. <laughs> did you, Pete? Did you do the Sunrise Safari? It wasn't the Sunrise Safari. It was the um, concierge. The concierge, whichever one. The concierge safari is same thing as a sunrise safari. I think it's just not general a general idea. It's just not a sunrise. <laughs> but what's really cool if you're staying a concierge at any of the Disney uh, Disney hotels, you can take this special behind. It's like a not not exactly a behind the scenes safari. It's just it's a slower pace. They actually stop the the vehicle and allow you to like take pictures of. Oh, we did that, and you get to hold giraffe poop. Okay, we didn't do poop. that. We didn't do that. Yep. Giraffe yeah, she was poop. passing it around. Yeah. yeah I'm like, right. Get it away from me. I'm not touching that. Yes. Was that Here's the poop yeah. reference the poop. for this week. Well, it, was shellacked. <laughs> it was shellacked giraffe poop, I think. <laughs> but And they don't have the the audio going. You can buy the that in the Animal tour. Kingdom Lodge Right. It's the, same, it's the same uh, same vehicles you take uh, going out on, safari, on the regular Kilimanjaro safari, except, like I said, they stop and they, yeah. you know, 
you, you don't have any of the storyline there. You go into detail. Nonsense. They show you how they keep the animals out on the safari. There's ways that they do feeding the animals so that they're out there all day because some of these animals just want to go back to their pen. Be prepared for like a 15-minute explanation, a 15 minute explanation on elephants, though, and giraffes. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it, it, it's stop. It, tell, it tell you about everything. Yeah, it, was yeah. very, it was very informative. It was really yeah. cool. I'm pretty sure we have video up on the site. Do you want to Don't know? we? A video from that? We have photos, but the photos look exactly like um, no, they are from have, a regular We should have tour. a... Uh, but we'll look in the archives and see. Almost positive we've got video up there. One of the things we learned, you know how they keep the lions out so that people can see them? It's I, air conditioning. The rock yeah. is cool. Yeah, that rock is air conditioned. Right. So that they'll stay out. I thought that was neat. Um, one of the ones that we've done is a couple of times is the behind the seeds tour at Epcot. And that's where you can do the walking tour through the... Um, living with the land. Living that, with the land that ride. Is, that is a, a gem. For the... For the, the amount of the money best, you pay. The best tour for the money, I believe. I, I think agree. it was like 12 or $14. Yeah. But again, there was discounts for just about everything. It's a walking tour. That back it lasts there. about it's an not, hour. But it's not a long, it's not long no. or strenuous by any, any means. It means. It's well worth it. If you're it. at all interested in gardening or that sort of thing, it's really interesting. We, we had, had, oh, go ahead, Jack. We had gone uh, specifically this last time because they had a special tree. They had a tomato tree. A cherry tomato tree. It was in the Guinness Book of Records. And they let us taste the cherries off the tomatoes off the ch- this tree and a cucumber that they had grown. So it's very interactive, and the kids seem to really like it, which I thought was – I saw kids on this tour, and I thought, oh, they're going to be asleep or running through the food. Well, the whole first part of the tour is about bugs. Mm. So they thought that was just great. We, uh, we took that tour a few years ago uh, when Brian was in uh, – uh, middle school or junior high, and he actually did a, a hydroponics uh, a demo when we got back home because he, he of the stuff he learned there from the hydroponics at at the land pavilion, which was cool. That's cool. Well, I haven't done it. I have friends who have taken the steam train tour. Bob and I did I, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you were my friends. Yeah. You were the ones I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to steal our thunder. We were getting to I that. I was just going to say, all your friends are in this room, so I don't know who else you're referring to. <laughs> yeah, it's like when my cell phone rings here, I really worry. <laughs> <laughs> who else could be calling me? But we did do the behind-the-scenes tour for the, the train, and you get to uh, go on the train early in the morning. You have to be there at 7, I think, when we went. Mm. And so they no they teach you they tour. take you to the they take you to the back area where they actually keep the engines and maintain the engines and you get to walk around a little bit out there and they explain about the steam engines and Walt's love for for the trains and uh, if you have a chance uh, I know a lot of people when they are walking into the Magic Kingdom take a minute and spend some time at the train station and read some of the uh, pictures and look at some of the exhibits that are over there. There's some interesting things there. Uh, just to, you know. If you're into any of the transportation stuff at Disney, what's really cool about that is you get to see where the monorails go. I say where they go to sleep at night, but where they go back there for repairs. And you get to see, just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And you get to see a little bit more of the cast areas. I wasn't sleeping. And I said Bob was just saying what you were talking about looking at that stuff in the train station. After you've been to Disney World a 
couple of times, that's one of the really cool things to do is start to take notice of the details. Yeah. I know that's hard to do when you're racing through to get to the next attraction, but when you've got a little more time and you've been there a couple of times, really start to notice the details yeah. and it just becomes a deeper and richer experience. I've, what I've noticed on any of these stores, there's always some kind of takeaway. They either give you a pin or something as a memento of the tour. They gave us a railroad spike. That's right. It. That holds my door open over in my office. There's a, there's a pin now also. A very you have, collectible you have a railroad spike suspended from an area above your head? No, it's on the floor. The doorstop? It, it's, a oh. do, it's my doorstop in my office to oh, keep it from... Above your, above your door, I thought, I thought is what you said. I'm like... I'm okay, sorry. that's just waiting to happen. <laughs> Where's Bob? He's in the hospital with a railroad spike, spike. in his skull. But it, it's a cool, it's a cool tour. Uh, I think personally, any of the tours I think are great. If you have the time to do it, if you're only going to be there a couple of days and it's not a, you don't go to Disney a lot. It's kind of like why would you take that away from your park time? But if you've been and you've not done these before, I think they're great tours. There's, there's another one at Animal Kingdom. It's a backstage tour where they ta- actually take you over. Uh, to the animal hospital, and they show you. They actually take you and show you how they they feed the animals. They do a dietary thing, where they have a a whole menu that they go by for each animal, and they put them in these uh, Tupperware containers, and they're sitting there measuring them and stuff. And that tour, one of the things they have is each one has uh, headphones, and the person. So you know how some tours you're on and you can't hear the person you got to keep up with them well this tour they have the headphones so you you can actually hear what they're talking about and not have to stay right close to the person which i thought was good so and they took you over to the pen where the elephants were and the the giraffes and so that's that's an interesting tour too but there's a lot of walking to do on that one if you're looking for the most well-rounded one where you get to see the most, I would say the behind-the-scenes tour yeah, offers you the biggest overview. And that's an all-day tour. I mean the backstage magic. What did I say? Behind-the-scenes. Oh, behind, um, yeah, the backstage magic. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a long all-day tour, but it, it gives you the most overview of three parks. Well, thank you, Richard, for your email. Okay, well, um, Elizabeth from Spokane, Washington, also had another question. She uh, wanted to know... If the dolphin serves Starbucks coffee, and she said it will make her husband very happy, but what she can't tell is if this is just a brewed coffee or an actual Starbucks stand. She wants to know um, what exactly it is. I know that they do serve it, but I haven't seen an actual Starbucks stand. Yeah, there's no stand. It's just it's just brewed, and it's served. Uh, I know in the dolphin anyway, it's served in the Peekaboo and Cafe. And the Swan, it's like right in that main area, right across from Il Bellino. Right, that little that little coffee bar yeah. area they have. The Disney Hilton also serves Starbucks coffee, but it's just a coffee urn serving Starbucks coffee. There's not a place to get blended drinks. Right, but now at, no at, frappuccinos. Right, no mochas. Now at the Swan Dolphin, if you're not a, if you're like me and you're not a Starbucks fan, upstairs in the lobby level where the lobby bar is in the morning, they have coffee and and, and Danish there. That coffee they're serving there is Lavazza. It's not Starbucks. Hmm. And Lavazza is an Italian coffee. While it's still on the stronger side, it's a much smoother cup of coffee. I don't like the bitterness, that dark roast bitterness that Starbucks has. I'm just not a fan of it. I can't drink it. And that coffee bar, you can get like cappuccino and latte and, and lattes, and they good. also have the uh, they also have the flavor flavor, uh, shots. flavor shots and stuff up there. So if you're not a star, uh, a st- I was going to say Star Wars. If you're not a Starbucks fan, uh, 
over the Swan Dolphin, that's a good place to go for coffee. I was really disappointed at Peekaboo when that was the only option they had there was Starbucks. I'm waiting until they have Starbucks weekends. <laughs> I'll be there. And she drinking Julie's drinking Starbucks now. I'm addicted to their new I wonder Orange how Mocha. long I wonder how long it's gonna be before Star Starbucks purchases the concession for coffee and and Disney World. I think it's only a matter of time. They're everywhere else. They're everywhere it's else. It's got to be better than that Nescafe. <sighs> I'm not a big Starbucks fan either, but it's got to be better than what they serve. Uh, well, the coffee they serve at Disney is awful. I am one of the only people I know that is just genuinely, genuinely dislikes Starbucks coffee. I just don't like it. Never have. See, I don't drink their plain coffee. I get the blended stuff. Mm-hmm. So once you add chocolate syrup to it, it's much better. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <man. laughs> Everything's better with chocolate. Chocolate syrup and foam, and it's okay. What's that new one? Your orange mocha. I am addicted. Oh, yeah, it's that horrible. Was good the other night. I've no, seen. I haven't tasted it yet. They're caramel apple cider. Oh, in the fall. It. Oh god, those are really good. Those are really good, but that's not coffee. But that's about the only thing I'll get from a Starbucks. Pumpkin spice during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, that should. I hope that answers your question about Starbucks. What else do we have? Who else? I have one that's short and sweet. Um, Bruce from New Britain, Connecticut writes, uh, My wife and I are thinking of going to Pirates and Princess, the Pirate and Princess Party in August. Do you think we will enjoy it, or is it just for kids? I say go. I say go, too. Me, too. I cannot say enough good things about this party. Go just for the fireworks. Yeah. It's going to be worth the price of your admission. There's it's a fun lot of to see all those people dressed up. It is. One thing I would warn you, eat before you go. There's not a lot of food service available. There's not a lot of restaurants open, but the the fireworks are the best fireworks I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And also, our advice from last time is don't waste your time waiting in line for the gift bags, for the candy give-outs. Those are a waste of time. Isn't there a part of the fireworks where it looks like they blew a hole through the castle? Unbelievable. Yeah, it's really cool. give away too much. It's really cool. All right, yeah. And there are people who dress up, so going and watching the folks is just great. Plus, you have access to the big attractions are open. Mm -hmm. And there's a a limited number of attendees, so there's not a lot of... uh, not a lot of lines. This is kind of like your answer to E-Nights, you know? Right. When they used to have E-Nights, those were great. This is the same and thing. And if you're one of those people who like to dress up, this is your opportunity. Yeah. Go buck wild. All right. That is going to do it this week for us uh, for our email segment. We hope you enjoyed both our shows. And just a reminder, everybody, we have a couple of videos going up this week as well. With this show, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, it's automatically included in your feed. If not, you want to make sure you hit the show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and you'll find links to the video there. And also be sure to go check out our very uh, our very active uh, Diz Unplugged discussion forums on disboards.com. We've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of our listeners over there sharing their thoughts on the show and questions and comments. Really good group, some really, really interesting things being posted there, some funny things being posted there. I love the... Uh, have you guys been reading the uh, favorite catchphrases? Yeah, I don't think we have catchphrases. <laughs> I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah. We really do. <laughs> I need to come I up with one. skippity ya ya or something. <laughs> Skippity-yah-yah. <laughs> I got to have something snappy. Is my catchphrase. I got to you know. throw it on in there. You know, it's, it's funny. I pick it up, you know, like I said, doing the edit, doing, you know, editing the show. I really pick it up because I listen back to the show like two or three times. Ultimately, by the t- you know, by the it's, time I'm done, it's horrible. They've made me very aware of what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, once during this show, I almost said it, and I thought, "Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't say it!" 
It could be like a drinking game. They could do a shot every time you say a shot of Diet Coke. They'd have alcohol poisoning by the end of the hour. Oh, I like the one who said for Bob, I have one more thing, but it's like five or six. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our world. <laughs> What's that all about? We got him back today, Bob. Don't worry. We did. We did. We got Kevin good. <laughs> and I got Regina this week, too. It was like you were verbally pantsed. <laughs> <laughs> verbally pantsed. Oh, all right, folks. That that will definitely do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back with you next Tuesday for another edition of the Design Program. Everybody have a great week. <laughs>